And theoretically, we should be live now. So this is, wow, this is a first. Also, those headphones are making the sound of my voice, so we're going to put those away. Guess who is co-hosting the WAN show today? Well, you don't have to guess. She's right here. So we are going to have a pretty different WAN show today for a couple of reasons. Number one is that we have actually covered the vast majority of the tech hardware news that has gone on this week uh, over on TechLinked um, or on Linus Tech Tips or just on you know, Twitter or YouTube stories because really it's been all about CES. Um, but something that we haven't touched on is something that you guys have been asking for a lot. And an up it's an update on Secret Shopper. So as a lot of you will remember, it ended up being a, an incredibly popular series for us with each episode getting well over a million views. Agent Janice, who is, that's, okay. You, you, and you're gonna have to help the audience out here. Is that your real name? Absolutely. Are you actually from accounting? Yeah. I do accounting so at Linus Media Group. <laughs> it's not a joke. So you, do you know that that's a meme? I do. Like, well, after everyone blew up and said, what? A real Janice <laughs> from accounting? <laughs> yes, there's the real Janice <laughs> from accounting. So, um, so Janice, for those of you who didn't see it, uh, Secret shopped six different system integrators as someone who's not necessarily, you know, a hardcore gamer or hardcore tech enthusiast and honestly got either treated really well or treated downright rudely. So you guys have kind of asked for an opportunity to talk to her about how the whole thing went. So we're going to talk about that. Um, I'm going to go through some random float plane stuff because Luke's not here to do it. And you guys, you know, you're not going to get through an entire WAN show without some float plane stuff. And then I might actually bring Dennis on to talk about some highlights from CES because we were down there together and he's the only other one who, um, for whatever reason, I don't know why either of us are here, but who decided to come in to work today. So let's go ahead and roll the intro and let's get right into it. So, so first of all, um, this is your first time on WAN Show. You know, everything's live, unedited, uncensored. So I just want to make sure that I lay down some ground rules here. Um, I need you to keep your extremely foul potty mouth off of the WAN Show. Do you think you can handle that? I'll do my best. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just giving Janice a hard time. She's like, if anything, very, very sort of like... Not that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the opposite of that. Why don't we, why don't we go with that? Um, so first of all, I want you to kind of, I, I want you to kind of share with the audience, what was your initial thought when you were told, okay, um, you're going to be our, you're going to be our secret shopper. You're going to go buy, what was it? I think it was thousand dollar, thousand US dollar, right? Two thousand. Or, sorry, fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Okay, yeah. split the difference between our two answers. <laughs> Accounting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> At least we got there in the end. We got there in the end. <laughs> so fifteen hundred U.S. dollars per system, and you were told, okay, go buy six gaming systems. Um, 
Yeah, I was very intimidated because I know nothing, next to nothing about computers, let alone gaming rigs. And talking on the phone is not my favorite thing to do, so. Um, so a live show where you talk about the experience is even better, right? Absolutely. I'm <laughs> loving this. <laughs> uh, yeah, at least those videos got edited, fortunately. Um, yeah, I don't know. I... I was willing to help, willing to give it a try. I thought it was a cool concept, and the feedback we got actually proved that more so than I was even <laughs> anticipating. So, cool. Yeah. So that honestly is all of that is actually exactly why we went with Janice for this project because Janice isn't stupid; she just doesn't know anything about PCs. And I honestly think, as people who are immersed in this tech, like every day. It's so easy to forget that, oh wait, hold on a second. Oh, oh okay, Never mind. AJ's posted a thing there. So it's so easy for us to forget how overwhelming all the like speeds and feeds and specs. Acronyms, <laughs> numbers, and, letters. <laughs> and how if you're coming in as someone who actually doesn't have a lot of context for this stuff, Honestly, in a lot of cases, it's not even as simple as like, well, higher number better, higher model number better. Because you might get told something like, oh, okay, well, this processor is five gigahertz with six cores, and this one is 4.6 gigahertz with eight cores. And you'd go, what would be your reaction to that? <laughs> um... <laughs> That would be my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so the, the thing is, is that like Ivan and I will hear something like it's $1,500 and it comes with a Core i3 and we'll be like, ah, ha, 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 <laughs> And that's not a funny, that's not a funny joke to anyone who hasn't spent literally years keeping up with this stuff. Um, so that was actually exactly why we chose Janice for this, because do you feel like you learned a lot? Um, I probably have forgotten some of this stuff, but while that first time I was ordering the actual computers, by the, by the last one, I felt like, okay, I would know like the very basics of what I'm actually looking for, for a gaming PC, I guess. Uh, we've got BESN here saying Janice played her part very well. That's exactly because... Like, I didn't have to play a part. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, okay. Um, now, not everything made it into the finished videos. Uh, did you end up watching them, by the way? The finished videos, yeah. You did watch the finished videos, okay. <clears throat> was there, this is just before we kind of get into some of the specific experiences, but was there anything that you felt like the finished videos didn't capture about your experience? And um, you can feel free to pick on individual brands. Like part of this whole thing has been about making it a really open experience for everyone watching. Right, well, to be honest, um, that was an entire day on the phone and by the end, Ivan would tell me something about one of the brands that we had called, and I'd be like, which one was that again? Was that the one with this or that? I had no idea. He had it all in a spreadsheet to keep track, but after you spend an hour plus on the phone <laughs> for each brand, it, was, it just kind of blurred together. Um, and also, I knew I didn't have to keep track of it, so I okay. just kind of like let that slide. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I guess that's the only way you can survive, spending like four <laughs> hours on the phone with tech support in one day. Well, yeah, the other thing, um, yeah, I just, I didn't keep track of those things, but the videos certainly didn't show how tedious it was. Right. <laughs> to just be, like, 
I don't know, I think it was HP for tech support. I was just sitting there with like, are they still there? I don't know. Went and go check my phone <laughs> 15 minutes later. Oh yeah, they're still there, great. <laughs> and Dell, okay. So we made fun of it a lot in the videos, but the thing with Dell, where they would just stop talking. Yeah, you don't know if they're checking something or... Haha. <laughs> <laughs> just these awkward pauses. Like how hard is it to... And the thing that was craziest about that to me was, because for me, I was going, okay, their call center could be overseas, or it, there could be a bad connection, or something. There could yep. be some explanation for why it's taking them a very long time to reply. But then, <laughs> when you were like going back and forth, having a conversation, there didn't appear to be any delay on the line. Yeah, no, there was, I think the only technical problems we had, I think it showed in the first video was, uh, one of the brands couldn't hear me properly. But I'm not even sure I believe that. Because <laughs> I just wanted to send an email instead of talk to me on the phone. Okay. Give me, a, give me a highlight for the best experience that you had in the pre-sales side. Do you remember that sort of well enough? Uh, the highlight I remember, I just remember being, it was the end of the day. The last one we called was Main Gear. Yep. And the... Uh, salesperson just went through everything step by step. They had it visually on their website, so I could actually like read it as well as hear it, because I need to see something in order to remember it or process it. Um, and he was just very patient. And I just remember getting off that call. It wasn't 45 to an hour long, minutes long, and it was like, oh, okay, I'm done. And I actually learned something about computers, and I ordered it in under 15 minutes. <laughs> and it was very relieving. So now tell me what was the worst experience that you had during the ordering process? I, I, know, who my, I know who my pick is, but I, I really would like you to go first here. During the ordering process? Yeah. Um, I think the one that stands out is CyberPower, just because I felt like I was just dismissed and kind of like, well, you have to kn at least know what you're looking for to buy something, I'm like, well, that's why I'm calling <laughs> and yeah. asking. Uh, so not just because we didn't end up with anything, but just like emotionally it felt like it was just very dismissive. So. Yeah, no, that was really rude. I actually wasn't gonna pick them because um, with cyber power, like their policy is whatever, and that's a stupid policy and that's really rude. But the one that situation, I- maybe it doesn't didn't work out or something but the one that i really didn't like though was the way that <laughs> dell kept like not listening to you how many, ti how many times how many times thank you how many times did, did you tell them you wanted a desktop oh a laptop and here's the craziest thing about it like you guys didn't really get to experience some aspects of this because you were watching the heavily edited down version of this like you guys watched an 18 or 25 minute video or something like that but janice's call with alienware alone was 45 minutes an hour at least something like that something like so you guys are watching this like heavily condensed version of it. And so it's hard to get a feel for the time spans that existed between the events that took place. And the crazy thing about, I'm looking for a gaming desktop. Mm, okay, so would you like a laptop? No, no, a, a desktop. Right, okay, here's the laptop I've selected for you. That whole exchange happened within a very short span of time, did it not? I think so, it was just one part of the conversation. So they were basically just 
not listening at all. And then, and then to like, you could go, okay, well, like the, the rep just, you know, wasn't paying attention. But if I recall correctly, weren't you talking to someone else when they were, when they kept hearing you say, I would not like an extended warranty. And they kept asking you if you wanted one. I think I talked, I don't know how many different people it was, but I got switched back a couple times about the extended warranty and then back to the same person or I don't know who it was, but asked multiple, multiple times. <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. That was frustrating. All right. So let's move on to tech support. Um, what, was your, what was your highlight for tech support? Um, I'm trying to remember. Those ones blur together a little bit. And also I was... Uh, on the first call, I was super nervous because I never touched the inside of a computer. Right. And so I was just nervous, like, oh, I'm going to be filmed doing this brand new thing that I don't know how to do, guided by this company that I don't know that I trust <laughs> to help me. <laughs> and people are just going to watch. So, um, <laughs> Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> um, so a highlight for that. Nothing really stands out, to be honest. Really? As okay. Like, well, besides the end of the day, it was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> okay. What about a low light? Um, tech support. So this is when you're trying to swap the RAM, yep. and you get everything from them having sort of a pre-canned video to them giving you kind of timestamps to them having like sort of a, a really unprofessional video and then to just being... Um, told if you don't know how to do it, then you should probably get like a, you know, maybe a, a man. Is there a man in the house to do it for you? Was sort of the vibe I got from that one, but I don't know. Maybe you felt really differently about it. Uh, to be honest, at the time, that one didn't bother me in the moment. Really? Like looking back on it, I realized, wow, that was incredibly rude. <laughs> okay. In the moment, I was just, I, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, probably because I wasn't an actual customer wanting actual support, right. which makes a huge difference if you're like you're you're wasting your time, you're right. you know trying really hard to get them to help you. Right, because um, like in the in the context of a real world situation, you've probably already burned like an hour or two hours of your time googling it or or asking yeah. a friend or whatever else. Yeah, yeah. So finally, you've given up and you've gone. Fine, I'll make that phone call. <laughs> Fine. And they basically tell you, go Google it or ask a friend. You're like, yeah. No one likes an endless loop when they're trying to get help with something. No, and that's, I think, the other low light, besides realizing how much of a low light that was. Uh, I think it's HP at the, that was the last one we called. And it was just like this forever, never ending loop of transferred or being on hold for like, 15 minutes while someone goes and researches something. And it was just, it took way too long. The craziest thing about that is that wouldn't have had to take so long if we had just let them do their solution. So it already would have taken a long time. It would have taken like 45 minutes if we had just let them send you RAM. Right. Um, but then that was such a stupid solution. We kind of wanted to give them a chance to, like they were just gonna ship- To be her, on par with the other. <laughs> they were just gonna ship her a stick of RAM without ever making any attempt to diagnose it after spending 45 minutes kicking her between uh, US support, Canadian sales, mm -hmm. 
no Canadian support appears to exist. So whenever we tried to get transferred to that, we ended up on U.S. support again. I think we talked to U.S. sales at some point or another. I'm pretty sure there are four different departments oh, I talked to. <laughs> I think so. Um, and so we had to kind of like prompt them. Well, hey, you know, what if, uh, oh, and they're like, well, oh, yeah, that's pretty common. That's the other thing is, okay, I got this stick of RAM in the mail. What do I do with it? <laughs> do I have to call them again and go through the whole thing again? Like, I wouldn't know how to put it in. Anyway. Okay. So one of the toughest questions, uh, guys, we're gonna we're gonna queue up a little bit of Q and A here. So uh, floatplane viewers, go ahead and drop that in the chat. I'm not sure how long um, stuff stays. It might kick it away. So maybe don't. Please try not to spam it too hard. Um, but we want I want to do a little bit of Q and A with Janice. But first, I just have like kind of a huge question for you. Um, hold on. So we're working on a new merch item. What do you think of these boxers? Really important question. Let's see. They're pretty cool. Have you tried them? 10 out of 10 would wear. 4 out of 10. Personally, would not wear. I want to know your opinion, though. <laughs> I, I, actually, I, actually I actually quite like them. I think we might make the, the design printed a little bit bigger, like a little more coarse, so that the LTTs are bigger, the lines are bigger, and there's few of them. I think it's a little bit busy right now. Yeah, I but, wouldn't have uh, noticed the LTT, actually, yep. just at first glance. But the L Linus Tech Tips on the top is nice. Yeah. band. So there you go. There you go. We're, uh, anyway, that's not actually what I wanted to ask you. It's oh. just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, pr I'm just promoting our merch. Um, no, the real thing I wanted to ask you was, knowing this, Knowing that the top performing systems, the ones from iBuyPower and the ones from, and from HP, so those two were the highest performance. So knowing that they outperform the main gear by a significant margin, like double digits, they're not twice as fast, but I think they're about 20 to 30% faster in, in games. Okay. So knowing that, <clears throat> what would you go back and buy? Like, honest to goodness, as, as a customer who cares about the entire experience, because that's the thing. As a customer, you will have more than just the experience of owning the final product. Do you, do you, value, do you value those other things, mm -hmm. or do you just want the best thing for your dollar and you'll put up with potentially a couple hours on the phone with tech support to resolve it? Um. Hmm. <laughs> so I guess I, I feel like vetoing HP, just because the like I said, I don't like making phone calls, and when you expect to spend an hour on the phone every time you have to phone them, that would deter me greatly. However, so, okay. depends if it's my computer or if I'm giving it away. Hold that thought for one second. Okay. So it's interesting that you said that. So would you veto HP over Alienware? Because Alienware took a long time to solve your problem, but they just took a long time to solve your problem. You didn't get bounced around the same way. So I think HP only ended up taking about another 15 minutes. So it was like an hour versus an hour 15 or something like that. Don't, don't quote right. me on the exact numbers. But did Alienware stand out in your mind far less just because you didn't have this this endless loop of frustration and transfers? Apparently, because that's the one that stands out in my mind, is HP. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure how that all plays into what I would actually purchase. Yeah, well, why don't we, why don't we say this then? 
So I'll give you two scenarios. Scenario okay. number one, our, our mock um, sort of premise is real. So scenario number one is you're buying a system for your brother. You're a super nice sister who has 1,500 US dollars to spend on her brother for some reason. Wow, good on you, <laughs> by the way. Heck yeah. Um, which one do you buy? Okay, let me think about this. <laughs> you're making, making me make these spot decisions with so many things to consider. <laughs> ah, that's the wind show. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay. So if it was for my brother, I would definitely, yeah. apparently he's an avid gamer, not for real, but we're pretending. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I think in the end, because it's a gift, I would just like, well, I went through the hard stuff for him, and now I can give him this really good computer. So I would probably go for like uh, best bang for your buck. Kind really? Of thing. So you'd go, I buy power because Okay, the 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 research the pre-research essentially that you have to do in order to get the best thing, and the but remembering though that I buy power I think did reasonably well on pre-sales, so. and they only really <clears throat> screwed things up on tech support. So well, if I'm giving this to my brother who is an avid gamer, then he'll oh. probably be able to you know. So <laughs> he you won't need tech support as much. At least I see. So you would just go the best hardware that fits inside the box that it fits in for the money that you have, and if the RAM is broken or whatever, you just go. Well, you know what? I've kind of done most of my job here. <laughs> Here's a free thing. Don't complain too hard if you have to invest a couple hours into making it work right. To be honest, I would give it to him, having no idea that anything was wrong, because I would not think to start up the computer before giving it to him. Interesting. Nor would I know how to check those things. Ivan told me how to check that. Okay. I like that. Okay, okay. So then question number two. Okay. Now it's for you. Actually, no. No, I have a new question. Uh, question number two. It's for your parents. So they are, I'm, I'm making mm. assumptions here. I'm making assumptions, forgive me. Um, I'm assuming they are less tech savvy than you. Is that fair? I would say nowadays they are. My dad used to be all up on computers in the 90s. <laughs> Ooh, that and was then a while ago. He didn't keep up, so. Anyway, uh, yes, as of now, they would probably greatly value tech support, mm -hmm. although my dad hates being on the phone even more than I do. Mm -hmm. um, so let's see. I would swallow the buy like pre-sale phone support, just kind of like, okay, this is what I'm doing to get something yeah. for my parents. So it'd come down to tech support and I guess like longevity. Sure. Just because then I don't have to do this all over again kind of thing. Right. Um, so that doesn't really help because we tested them. They're gaming PCs and they're Yes. And we tested them for gaming. Uh, so I'm not sure which brand would be the best for this scenario. So, I mean, we can kind of draw parallels between, in general, we can draw parallels between the gaming performance of a system and its performance across a pretty wide range of tasks, actually. Okay. So, you know, if it's 20, 30% faster for gaming to get the iBuyPower or the HP compared to the main gear, then you can kind of assume it'll be that similar. Let's just let's just say that for the sake of argument. Okay. And is that the same for like how long something lasts or um, will be 
will continue to be faster. None of them in the really, none of them really stood out as using very shoddy components. Um, it's a little bit complicated, so I would say Origin actually probably had. I'm just trying to remember um, who everyone even was. I think Origin probably had the highest tier motherboard and power supply, which is generally something that affects the longevity of a system more than other things. Okay. But Origin's spec was much lower than both Alienware's and Main Gear's. So you kind of had those three performance tiers. You had iBuy Power and HP, and then way down from there for gaming anyway, um, you had your uh, Alienware and your Main Gear, okay. and then down from there you had Origin down. Okay. So taking everything into consideration, uh, I did appreciate Main Gear's tech support as well as pre-sales, um, and I f it did feel like they just cared enough about you to like not even have any ounce of like you don't feel uh, disqualified because you don't know much about computers right. or <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Cool. So yeah. So probably then. And then probably would you do the same thing for yourself or would you have other considerations? I'm just, I'm curious. Um, That's my last, qu last question. Sure. Last okay. question, for now. There'll be more. I'm just gonna go with probably the same, uh, kind of like a bit of bang for your buck, but I want it to last long and then not knowing much. Or since I work here, I would probably rely on some people around here to help me out with tech support. But um, if I was completely on my own, Sure. Tech support would be important for sure. Okay, so here come the questions from our floatplane peeps. Um, uh, here's here's one. I just this one isn't first, but I just thought this was really good. Um, a question for Janice: After this experience, if you had to buy a computer in real life, and let's assume you didn't work here, like okay. just normal vanilla Janice, not LMG equipped <laughs> Janice. Um, if you had to go buy a computer, if you had to buy a computer in real life, <clears throat> would you shop online again? Or would you go to a store? Oh, um, well, as I was saying to Ivan before we started all the first phone calls, yeah, I felt really nervous going in because I, when I did buy my laptop in two thousand eight, okay. <laughs> my previous laptop. Yeah, um, we've upgraded her since then. <laughs> it's fine. Chill, everyone. <laughs> I did all my research. I actually knew a fair bit about com computers by the time I was finished, like, hey, what do I need and how much does it cost for this thing and like Interesting. to okay. have the upgraded whatever. As I, as you notice, 10 years has done something to my memory. Um, but so I would, yeah, personally, I would be online, I would research about computers in general, and then I would research about prices and where to get things and how much shipping costs in included in that because right. Obviously, that's a factor in the final price if you're having to pay for shipping as well. Um, so I probably wouldn't call people if I didn't have to. <laughs> It'd be like an online experience. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Now that's really interesting because I didn't even really think to include as a as a separate section of this um, sort of trying to shop on their sites hmm. before resorting to a phone call as part of the pre-shopping experience. Is that something that you did poke around at on your own, but that we just didn't include in the video? Or did you have any thoughts there? Um, I hmm. didn't have time nor <laughs> was allowed to do that before the video, just to make okay. it 
fair across the board. Sure. Um, so no, that was not part of this whole experience at all. It was just like, make a cold call and ask for a gaming PC for my brother with a budget. Um, so that was, yeah, I've done that personally, but it was not part of this experience. Interesting. All right. Um, let me have a look, see if I can get, yeah, I've got, we've got a lot of people actually talking about uh, getting phone anxiety and feeling exactly the same way as you, where they wouldn't actually, they wouldn't actually want to call into anywhere no. in order to buy something. <laughs> I would go into a store if I had uh, just like a really confusing question that I couldn't find out online by myself. Then I would probably just go into a store and ask a salesperson, pretend I'm looking at something to buy. Oh, this is a really great question uh, from Anthony J. Campo over on Floatplane. Um, <laughs> okay, so after this experience, knowing how difficult it is, because I mean, if you were buying a computer for yourself, Another sort of something you brought up is that it wouldn't necessarily be a gaming computer, right? right. So um, this, this question's great. Knowing how difficult it was to extract useful information from PC manufacturers, be it through their websites or be it through talking to them directly on the phone, would you just say, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to buy a Mac. Answer honestly, like it's fine. No, no one's gonna judge you because even whatever you say, I kind of have a spiel that I'm gonna go into here for sure. a little while anyway. Uh, so that was the actual question. That was w the question. Would Janice just go and buy a Mac? Would you? It, okay, <laughs> I'll read you the exact word. Okay. Janice, if you had to buy a new computer, would you consider buying an Apple product because of the post-purchase support, or would you rather buy a more wallet-friendly device with equivalent specs that has worse support? And I'm, by support, okay. I'm talking both pre and post sales. Okay. In general. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am kind of a cheap person, so <laughs> I would <laughs> probably go with the price, the price point. That's my final answer. Okay. Yep. Um, so the spiel that I was going to go into was it's actually a really great question because a lot of people in our community sort of marvel that, because I mean, okay, because counterpoint to what you just said, you did already acknowledge that you'd probably go with main gear, even though that wasn't, strictly speaking, the best price to performance. Now, Apple does take that difference to another level in some cases. So, so you're willing to compromise a little, but with the perception then that Apple is a tier above in terms of the price and then a tier or two below in terms of the performance, you kind of go, oh, well, that's my line. Is that kind of... Yeah, kind of taking an average of, sure. of that. Sounds right. So, <laughs> but a lot of people in our community sort of marvel exactly the same way that Anthony here did. Uh, not our Anthony, the Anthony who posed this question. Marvel that people buy Apple computers at all. Don't they see that it's a Core i5 instead of an i7 for the same price? How could they buy that? The OS isn't even that great. But the thing to forget that the thing that people forget, the thing that you have to remember is that what Apple does so well, and you can you can crap on them for, you know, it's all marketing all you want, but at the end of the day, marketing is just another word for communicating proactively with your potential customers. And now if you think about it that way, that is a form of support. It is a pre-sales support. Now, Deceptive marketing is bad.
But when Apple says, okay, this thing is really light and has lots of battery life. If you carry it and use it a lot between charges, you should buy it. That's not necessarily deceptive. Now they're not saying, well, okay, in some cases they do make performance claims that I kind of go, really you guys? But you know, they're not saying that this thing is gonna edit 8K video or whatever. Like they're not getting specific like that. So there are many cases where Apple does market their products in a way that I wouldn't consider deceptive. And so I guess I'm just trying to point out that that is something that is an actual value to an Apple product. Now for my, for my own part, I don't buy a lot of Apple products because I don't need someone to hold my hand and make a flashy commercial about like, that, that sort of shows the kinds of users and the kinds of lifestyles that people have who should you know, want this product. That, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like I actually do want to know the specs and then I wanna know the price and the pros and cons and all that nitty gritty stuff. But that's basically your answer, is in just the same way that Janice was like, yeah, I'd probably go main gear, knowing that there's that there's this, I mean, would you say there's a certain degree of trust? Yep. Trusting that you're gonna get good information on the front end and that you're gonna get good help on the back end. Yeah, I'm willing to compromise some raw performance in order to sort of have that, that certain degree of trust. And even though Apple has made a ton of mistakes over the years, the reality of it is that many of their customers don't keep the products long enough to experience these kinds of longer term failures, or they just simply aren't affected by them in the way that power users who make a lot of noise online are. So Apple still manages to hold on to this high degree of trust with its users. And it's something that I think a lot of people find baffling, but here we are. So I, I just, I thought that was a really interesting question. Um, let me have a look here. Always tried to mail. I wasn't there. PC built on. Okay. Okay. Actually, there's yeah. There's not that many. Uh, there's not that many questions here. So that's pretty cool. I can actually have a look and see if anyone left a super chat as well. Uh, okay. There's a bunch of stuff here. Are you an Android or iOS user, and why? I think I know the answer to this, but go ahead. <laughs> Linus knows because I am an Android user, only because the phone came from LMG. <laughs> well, not only because. But that is why I am right now. We'll go with that. <laughs> I don't think, were you on the iPhone before? No, I've never. Uh, I owned a, an iPod Touch many moons ago. That's my only Apple product. <laughs> so, so, so full context here, Janice only has a modern smartphone because back when she was still doing babysitting for us, um, her Christmas bonus was a new phone because I couldn't watch her use the thing she had anymore. My brother's old one. I was just like, this is terrible. This is like- It this was nice is... and small though. I'll give it that. Okay, all right, it was small. That's wonderful. It's a solid, solid benefit. Um, uh, yeah, I think, oh wow, no, there's actually a lot more. Um, okay. Actually, one last question for you, and then I'll probably have Dennis come in and talk about some of the stuff we saw at CES. This is from Ari SC. Would Agent Janice ever consider going undercover in person? How's your in-person anxiety compared to your phone anxiety? Like running around and like secret shopping, Best Buy, Memory Express. What are your thoughts? Hmm. Um, I would say, okay, I have two points. One, 
is that sometimes in person is easier than the phone as far as like anxiety and that kind of stuff goes. Really? It's, it's a little less unknown. You can read someone, you can, that kind of thing. Um, Interesting. That's, uh, okay. So that's kind of uh, leaning towards in person. But the other part was that Ivan was actually uh, with me on the calls or in the same room while I was calling and mm -hmm. to kind of navigate some of this stuff and <laughs> provide reactions. Um, that was very helpful. There were a few times where I'd just be like, uh, what do I need to do right now? What if we just had like, like actually like Agent <laughs> Janice, like the little squiggly yeah, yeah. thing behind the ear and you had like the earpiece and just put your hair down. Just, uh, you know, but that'd probably make me nervous because I'd be like, they can see what I'm doing. Whereas the phone would obviously hide more. So I don't know, pros and cons. And remember with the phone, when, because the thing about in person is that, and this, this is, I'll speak to my own experience first, and you can tell me if you feel the same way, but in person, I find one of the most difficult things about it is that it tends to be a really high pressure sales scenario because everyone knows if you're in sales, you've been trained on this, I guarantee it. Everyone knows that once the customer walks out the door, your chances of making the sale drop precipitously. Like when they're still in the door and you're still having a conversation, you are deep into double digits chance of making a sale. When they walk out the door, it falls to low single digits if it's even all the way to 1%. When someone leaves, you're basically done because they're going to walk into the door somewhere else and that person will be a better sales rep than you apparently and will not let them out the door without get setting you up with the right deal. So knowing that you would have to like decline people in person potentially. I mean, I guess you're buying a system every time. If so I knew I was buying something anyway, then okay. there's like a lot less pressure. However, if I was shopping personally for my own computer or whatever device that I don't know anything about, um, then yes, there would be a lot more pressure. And I don't know. Yeah. In some ways, the phone, you can hide behind it, and in other ways, it it's still kind of a anxiety-producing type of thing. <laughs> yeah, I get more anxiety in person than over the phone, for sure. But, uh, I mean, it's all down to, down to the individual, which is why, you know, we actually had a lot of people um, comment on the videos. I saw a handful of these where people were like, mm, why are you calling them anyway? Who does that? And, but that's the thing, it's like, that's why company, not everyone's the same as you, sorry. And that's, <laughs> that's why companies are supposed to have chat, email, phone. As uh, many possibilities. Because that's how you provide a good customer experience. You have to, you have to allow for someone to prefer talking on the phone to someone. Like I actually strongly prefer when I, especially when I really don't understand something very well. I strongly prefer to talk to someone on the phone because then I get a chance to explain what it is that I want rather than just hoping that the information is there and available yeah. uh, for me to <clears throat> glean from their website or whatever the case may be. Um, also, when you talk on the phone or when you talk in person, there is the potential to negotiate. Um, now that is anxiety producing for me, <laughs> but to each his own. <laughs> um, Okay, I think that's pretty much it. There's one last question here that they just they just added. Uh, Casey asks, <clears throat> would you ever be on camera again? I am right now, so. 
Okay, I guess what, I guess what, uh, okay, I'm going to put my own spin on the question okay. then. Would you consider doing a secret shopper again? Uh, yeah, I just don't know what it would be for because Agent Janice, her cover is blown. Yeah, I guess that's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of a fair point actually, isn't it? Although I guess that kind of goes, I doubt like Best Buy and places like that. Oh, Matthew Swanger says, Janice was awesome on the series, sent $5 and said, this is for her, not <laughs> you. So there you go. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks, Matthew. By the way, that's not the way Super Chats normally work. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny that it was specifically not for me. Uh, you, you guys don't send Super Chats that are like, this is for Dennis, this is for Nick, and this is for Luke. Like, we, don't, we don't audit them that way. But, but there, there, there you go. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matthew hooked you up. So get a coffee and uh, thank you very much. I know that this is not necessarily your comfort zone. Um, really appreciate it. Honestly, I felt like what we, what we did as a team and you were an integral part of it was a huge community service for the, the gaming community, not necessarily the technology community as much mm -hmm. because I think those guys and gals are like comfortable just ordering parts off Newegg and assembling it themselves for the most part. But for the people who aren't happy doing that, yeah, our audience is the techie people, but they don't want to build everyone in their family's computers. So this way, they can have the confidence to recommend an experience that those people are going to be happy with in the longer term. I actually have no idea how, oh no, I'm not letting you go yet. Right, I had a whole other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. So I actually have no idea how, uh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> um, how this has affected the sales of those companies. Um, but I do know that policies are already changing. So for one thing, um, I spoke with Dell back at CES, or not back at, I, was, I literally flew Yesterday? in last, last <laughs> night at like midnight. Uh, yeah, so I actually spoke with Dell two days ago, and they said they have already made changes to their policies based on watching these videos. These videos are now mandatory viewing for all of their support centers, which is... <laughs> Wow. Pretty cool. You actually made a difference. So one of the biggest problems they said was that instead of talking to their gaming team, because we were in Canada, you were forwarded to like a generic sales team that doesn't know anything specialized, especially about, about the, the gaming game. hardware. Yeah. Okay. And so that doesn't excuse how bad their script was, to be very clear, Delalienware people who are watching this show. Um, but that was a difference that was made there. Um, how did you feel about the responses that you got from the companies you heard from? That was the last thing I wanted to ask okay. you. Okay, um, funny story. So I actually, I got the email from, a personal email from iBuyPower apologizing for the technical support experience that I received and um, assuring me that, you know, things were gonna change and uh, thanks for the feedback kind of thing. Um, at the time, I had not watched that video yet, and so I was a little bit confused because I thought he was referring to the first video experience, which was not bad. I actually rewatched it and thought, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> anyway, um, all that aside, so that was a personal email I received from iBuyPower. Uh, they also and publicly acknowledged that they right. screwed up. Um, they were, they were like sitting there on their F5 buttons, like waiting for that video to drop on YouTube so they could have the first comment on it saying like, okay, we done goofed, like we're working on this, sorry, Janice. So I thought that was a really, that was a really cool way that they owned it. Um, yeah. 
I don't believe we've gotten any response from HP whatsoever. I have not heard anything. Um, so I haven't heard anything there. Main Gear put out a press release. I have basically stroking their own oh. <laughs> stroking their own egos. <laughs> oh, Main Gear, you're so great. Oh, I just love myself <laughs> so much right now. Um, so I mean, in fairness to them, they actually they did, did pretty do, well. They did do a pretty good job. Um, they declared victory in their press release, if I recall correctly. <laughs> so they said, despite the conclusion that we came to, despite the conclusion we came to, where we said, well, we did say it's a gaming computer, but then they were like, well, they also record, and Ryzen was good for CPU encoding. So okay, you can kind of you can slice that pie either way. Um, I'm just trying to think who else uh, who else was involved. I don't know if CyberPower responded at all about their complete I've not heard anything. bung up. Um, yeah, maybe I haven't received as many responses about it as I thought. So you had your Dell, who did mm -hmm. respond. Well, to you. And they actually, yeah, that's interesting too. So Dell reached out to me partway through the series, but specifically said, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to affect the rest of the outcome, and it wouldn't have anyway. But... Um, you know, thank you. We are watching this very closely. Um, <laughs> HP didn't say anything. And then we had Main Gear. And who was our other boutique? Uh, Origin. Yeah. Right. I don't think we heard from, I don't think we really heard from Origin about it. Although they did want to meet with me at CES. And I really wanted to meet with, with the CEO. Um, and I unfortunately wasn't able to make it over there. So I guess well, we don't have their response. But that's because <laughs> I wasn't able to, to get there. Um, Okay, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on, do you feel better now that I buy Power Apologized, or? Um, well, do you forgive them? I forgive them. <laughs> Took me a while, but. You're very gracious. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't, as, as I was saying to Linus, I did this for this purpose. It wasn't like I was actually purchasing the computer, and so right. some, some parts I just kind of laughed it off. It, I didn't feel personally attacked or anything. Right, but your looking emotional back on investment is like <clears throat> less. Yes, looking back at the video, yeah, that's not a way to treat a customer. So, well, it's just not a way to treat anybody. <laughs> treat a person, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's not nice. Okay, all right. <clears throat> so I'll stop lying to you about actually being allowed to go now. Uh, really, though, thank you for coming on. I just I felt like this was such a cool and important thing we did, and I'd I'd love to do more of it. Agent Genesis cover is kind of blown because I'm pretty sure she is mega famous now within the system integrator space because don't kid yourself, Main Gear, Origin, iBuyPower, CyberPower, HP, and Delalienware are not the only ones who are aware of this series. I had more than one system builder kind of go, <laughs> and made out of that one. Not because they don't like try to do a very good job, but just because the thing with a secret shopper setup is one bad rep yep. can make your whole company look really <clears throat> bad. So it's it's a it's a high risk reward. And remember, we were down in Vegas. Everybody's gambling, but that is a <laughs> well high risk reward kind of proposition there. Um, do you mind grabbing Dennis on your way on your way sure. over here? Will do. And don't don't Bye, forget Will. your five bucks from Matt or Got whatever. It. Yeah, Matthew Swanger. This is, look, this is like, Janice was awesome on the series. This is for her, not you, Linus, all caps. You'll just drop it anyways. <laughs> so there you go. All right, and we don't normally do that, but Janice deserves, if nothing else, like a coffee break on account of what she went through for that thing. Yeah, she, she was awesome. Ivan was awesome. Pella deserves mad props because those videos were not easy to edit, you know, taking three hours of like phone calls. Like, he probably had to sit on the phone longer than Janice did. 
That's, oh, that's actually an interesting way of thinking about it. All right, while I'm waiting for Dennis, and we'll talk about some CES recap stuff, I'm going to go ahead and... Sponsors! Woo! Dennis, why would you run right in front of the camera, dude? I heard you, actually. Here. You're killing me here. Oh, I was going to do sponsors before you got here. There was no, there was no particular hurry. Oh, I was running. I can't breathe. I use all my energy at CES, so no more t walking running this year for me this year yes you know it's like january 11th <laughs> no. okay i'm just i'm throwing that out there um why are you even at work today because i'm editing i, I have one well, more yeah, presumably CS. if you're at work you're doing work yeah oh but like there's one more CS, cs video i had to finish oh, all right okay and some stuff all right, so I got to do our sponsors first. So you're just in time to hear about FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the super simple to use accounting solution for small business owners and freelancers that helps you create and send slick looking invoices. It lets you track your time with their timesheets function, manage your expenses and keep track of who owes you what. They even have a feature that tells you when your clients look at your invoices for the first time. The mobile app has all the functionality of their desktop version so you can take FreshBooks with you wherever you go. And if you have any questions, you can feel free to reach out to them where you will speak to a real person. Yes, support, which has been like a huge theme of today's WAN show, <laughs> is something that FreshBooks specializes in. So go to freshbooks.com slash WAN and get a free trial. Try it out. It costs nothing. See if it works for you. And if it does, then make sure you remember who told you about FreshBooks. Just enter WAN in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Next up, we've got PIA. Private internet access is kind of a weird arrangement, so I don't actually have a lot of talking points that I have to go through for them. Get PIA. It's a good VPN. It's affordable and it helps support Linus Tech Tips. Woo! <laughs> All right. Just we've uh, we, we're like really late in the show to do sponsors, so I want to I want to get through these and I want to save. Oh man, I have savage jerky. Yeah. So um, yeah. You get the ghost pepper. You ready? No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. But I, I found my waters. This is really hot. I tried the. Savage Jerky. Their goal is to make a delicious snack without nitrates or preservatives that's full of flavor, but not bad for you. And they don't just sell jerky. Oh man, my mouth's watering. They've got hot sauces, like the Moho Jalapeno, right there. They've got spice rubs. Um, so this sauce here contains a blend of jalapeno, garlic, lime, and cilantro oh. that provides an amazing zip at the right amount of heat in a high-dose bottle. Do you a, uh, dip this with your jerky? No, no, no. No, most people do not um, dip their jerky in hot sauce. No, the jerky is an independent product. Oh. Okay, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait for, uh, wait, wait to eat that. Hold on, <laughs> this is, is this is the hottest one? Goes. No, that's not the hottest one. I believe the Carolina Reaper is the hottest one. I remember why I was dying last time. No, I can't promise that you won't die again. But wait, I don't want to dip on your. Okay, I thought. Spicy. I haven't actually tried this one before. Oh, that's actually really nice. Can I have a little bit of this? Yeah. Uh, what? what? No. I want to try it. Why would you do that? Why would you dip jerky in hot sauce? I mean, yeah, go ahead, but like, that's stupid. Who does that? That's like freak oh. show. <laughs> it's fine. You know, why did that insult go away? That used to be an insult, you freak show. Maybe it's not freak. politically correct, I don't know. Anyway, check out Savage Jerky. Use offer code LTT to save 10% at savagejerky.com. <laughs> We've got something for everyone. It's oh, good, though. we got a new shipment of maple buffalo bacon. I am so happy right now. Oh, this is, 
This is not as hot as the one I tried last time. <sighs> Never mind. <coughs> the ghost pepper one is really hot. It takes a little while to uh, kick in there. All right. Let's talk CES. How do I talk now? much fun. What was your highlight from the show? To be honest, this year is kind of like a blur to me. I, we've been just walking around. We haven't like to find stuff, but um, I found there are a lot of like foldable displays everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like we, I saw a display foldable purse. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, uh, that one was cool. Yeah. So like we uh, tweeted about it earlier this week, but like the top of the purse had a curved display so you could like you could open it and close it, right? And what was I didn't touch it. What was it showing wasn't. on the display? It's just some text. Some text. I think like that would be cool if you can change the texture of your purse or you can put like your phone info and So you like foldable displays as like a fashion accessory. Yeah, I like think if that, you that could, could if you could wear a bracelet that's like like not just, you know, like cuz obviously the idea of decorating yourself with like glowing stuff is not. No, exactly I a new like one, those like, ones. Like you know, they use those uh, paper. What's that called? Like e ink. E ink. Yeah. That, that kind of material that would look cool because it's not like too shiny. But would you like like the next level where it's actually bright and like high resolution, like a screen? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't okay. wear anything though. But I think that would be cool. Okay. Cool. Oh, like glasses. If the size like that, you can change different things every day. Yep, I could see that being something that would be popular. <coughs> So I could have given him the maple buffalo bacon. Can I have one maple? You can. You probably won't even be able to like taste it though. Oh, oh, it's oh like a oh. giant one. Oh, my maple buffalo. Oh, this bacon. is good. This is too spicy. But that that one's really good. Yeah, this one's really good. I really like this one. <laughs> so okay. Uh, what did you think of the foldable TV or the rolling rollable TV? I didn't actually get to stop there to see, but did you watch the video? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I saw you post some stuff. I didn't see it. But dang it, Dennis! All right, tell you what, this is pretty cool. All right, I'm. You, 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 you don't, what, what are you? What are you? What are you? What are you even talking about? Which video? All right, the uh, the the one where it rolls up. So I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah, I know that, but I didn't watch yeah, it. I'm just gonna bring it up. All right, how does a rollable TV work? Okay, let's play it. Okay, so this is one of our this is one of our videos from the show here. There's our epic shilling for dbrand. All right, oh, so here's how it works. So you got this like speaker base here, okay? And it's about kind of yay big by yay big. So maybe like a foot by a foot, maybe a little more, maybe like 18 inches, 16 inches, something, something along those lines. So you press one button and boom. It opens oh. up at the back, and the screen just raises out of it. How thin is this? Mm, I don't know, like less than a centimeter for sure. Like it's quite thin. Oh. Is it like wobbly or is nope? So there's these two arms at the back that kind of like come down like this and like they support it at the back okay now I had I saw one viewer mention that there was a little bit of uh, like kind of rippliness to the screen honestly seeing it in person 
I think the camera picks that up more than your eyes do. Um, to me, yeah. from anything but a very ex in anything but a very extreme situation where I have like a hard light and I'm looking directly at the angle of incidence, I think it's called. I, I don't remember. Anyway, the angle of reflection. Like if I'm looking directly at a hard light using the, the TV as a mirror, it's noticeable. But in person, looking at actual content, it is not noticeable. Um, they say it'll do it 50,000 times, up and down. Oh. But it's only 65 inches, and if previous pricing of signature series models is anything to go on, I would expect it to cost anywhere in the neighborhood of fifteen to $15,000 US. That's OLED, right? You betcha. There, that's how thin it is. Oh, I think that's like, it's just as thin as the one we saw in uh, in Korea, right? One mm, of the... Yep. Yeah. Oh. That's really cool. So that was one of the big highlights for me. Um, Anything else stand out to you? I just, okay, there's a thing every year I see. It's n not computer stuff. Yeah. You know those things that you step on it and those things that yeah. the, the thing just move around? Yeah, I know the Like ones. a pad thing? Yeah. Every year it's just there. And like a bunch of people are lining up to try that. I think um, that's really funny. Okay, what, okay, okay, why don't we talk about some of the other seemingly off-topic stuff. Did you notice how many massage chairs there I are? I know, and that's what I was going to say. I was going to say that. There are so many. So many of yeah. them. Who is buying these? My parents. They did. They bought one 20 yeah. years ago. Okay, your parents also own this weird, like, horse oh, yeah, yeah. riding <laughs> thing. <laughs> they did. Okay, yes. They, they bought it, like, 25 years ago and never used it. It's just, like, a giant garbage there sitting there it's just so big and you don't really sit on that thing but the one i saw at the cs is even bigger but it looks really comfy but i kind of i want to try it but i wouldn't buy it remember i, I did try it in computex mm -hmm. the, the foot massage one mm -hmm. it was so tight it's like <laughs> breaking my my legs <laughs> but but i don't know it's like everywhere What did you think of the AI laptop demo? Because um, you edited that one, right? I did. <coughs> so Gigabyte Sorry. showed off. Um, <coughs> they've partnered with Microsoft, um, and they're using Azure, like, like Azure Cloud AI something or other. And the idea is that they've got a laptop that uses AI technology to intelligently manage its power distribution between the CPU and the GPU mm. in order to optimize certain workloads. And um, they claim that they can get measurable performance gains out of it, but when we went to the booth, their demo was awful. So their gaming demo had two uh, video playback yeah. side by side with an FPS counter on it instead of actually having the game running. Um, and I asked why, and they said, oh, well, it's because uh, the RTX performance embargo hasn't lifted yet. I kind of mm -hmm. went, okay, um, fine. And then on the other side, they had Adobe Premiere CS5. Which is like, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, that's like the first demo I saw. They used really old uh, Premiere version. Do you know why I think they used it? Why? I bet it's pirated. Oh, that's I funny. bet the demo team just didn't have a CC license. But why CS5? <laughs> I don't like, know. I have a pirated copy of CS6 at the very least. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's still on the server somewhere. Like, to be clear, we pay for Adobe Premiere. We pay a lot of money to Adobe. But, yes. like, 
I will confess that in our very early days when we had no money, um, we had a pirated copy of CS6. I never used it. A little while. No, I don't think it, I don't think you ever used it. No. We were Creative Cloud by the time you joined, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. Weren't we? yeah. We always have the latest version. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. And they dem the demo, they finished the yeah. rendering. I think the one without AI finished earlier. <laughs> like like a um, fraction of a second yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like like ever so marginally. <laughs> and like to be clear, this was like a five or ten minute render or something like that, wasn't it? Uh I don't really remember. I have to see that. But it was it was a, a little bit time. I don't know. They asked me to come back and run it again and I was like, guys, I'm I like I've moved on. I've moved the world has moved on. Um but they are so confident that their AI technology is going to work. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm kind of baffled here. I don't really understand how like the cloud is going to help with power state switching on microprocessors, which happens on like a microsecond scale. I, I don't like, I don't really understand how it's going to help with that. Um, but they insist that their AI, tech, AI technology works. And we're going to do a review of that laptop. It's the Arrow 15. And we're going to kind of see how that goes. Stay tuned for the video. We go through the Arrow 15 in a little bit more detail. So funny. So the fact that the computer fell apart when I picked it up, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is not staged. That was, it was just not screw? Yeah. Or, oh. It, just, it was just on the show floor, just sitting there with no screws in it whatsoever. And it just, I picked it up and it just came apart. And I checked the other ones, and they were all fine. They were all put together. It just happened to be that the one that I had them unlocked so I could hold it up while I was talking about it just completely fell apart in my hands. Oh, that's hilarious. Sweet. So, yeah, maybe they just their demo just not not like good set up. Yeah, no. maybe they need to reevaluate how they set those things yeah. up. Okay, I want to go through one more thing that I thought was really cool, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. So OLED, mm -hmm. you've seen OLED screens before. Oh yeah. Yay or nay? Uh, yay. Well, I mean, no. But don't <laughs> sure, say what you think. I, 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 know, I like that. I know. I like the, the the darkness, like too dark and like um, it's really thin. Yeah. Okay. What if I said that you can have the benefits of LCD, so that's very high brightness, but you can get very near to the true darkness I that OLED has with an LCD. Yeah, I think you told me about that. Did I? Lunchtime. Oh, okay. Um, well, then I guess, <laughs> fine. Imagine I haven't told you that before. I'm going to talk to the viewers. Okay, great. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> Would you think that there's a way for LCD to achieve that level of darkness without compromising its brightness? Because that's the problem for LCD. All yeah. you have to do to get brighter is crank the backlight. Yeah. But then your blacks <clears throat> become grays. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't look good. Yeah. And you can turn the backlight way down, but then still. white is gray. <laughs> yeah. There's really no way around it, unfortunately. And there's, there's mitigation strategies. So you can have TVs that have zones that can be individually brightened or dimmed. So if you have like a highly reflective white spacecraft flying by on this side, and then you've got uh, you know, like the, the pitch blackness of space behind it over here, the, the, these zones can be brighter and these zones can be darker, but you get this ugly, like staircasey looking, in some cases, like halo effect around the bright objects because those zones are square. Okay. And there's nothing that you can really do to make them perfectly align with yeah. the shape of the object because they're just sort of modules of LEDs at the back that can be individually adjusted. All right. So, high sense. 
You ever have you ever even heard of Hisense? <laughs> I never heard. See, and the funny thing about Hisense is, for so many years, every year I've gone to CES, every year they've had the booth right across from Intel, and I've always been like, who exactly are these guys? Why are they right across from Intel? The giant booth, like primo space. So we're talking center hall, yeah. um, right at the entrance. You got Intel, Hisense. You walk right in, and I'm like. What, 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 what even are these guys doing here? Because their booth was just always, and maybe I missed a couple things here and there, but I didn't think so. Their booth seemed to be always kind of dead um, with them like trying kind of desperation tactics to get people to come in and look at it, like having yeah. people like like shouters be like, oh, come in and see Hisense, the yeah, future yeah, displays. Yeah. And then like very mediocre displays, like super mediocre, like a, a gen or two behind or like, Showing the latest cool thing like 4K, but like it looked bad, you know. Um, so so high sense of all people, and I, I thought well maybe they're just like huge in like Asia or something, but like none of your friends had a high sense TV. Like I probably I I need to know what what's called in Chinese. Oh okay, well we can probably do that. I'm sure they're high sense. This is from China, right? I believe so. <clears throat> um, they apparently have a U.S. site. Um, uh, high sense. Here we go. There, native name. No, I don't know. Never heard of that. No. So they've been. They were founded in 1969. Like they're a 50 year old company. Um, 15 billion dollars of revenue in 2013. So they've probably grown since then. Um, they're also an OEM. Um, so they sell to other manufacturers. Oh, they have several brand names: Combine, Kilon, Ranshen. Does that sound familiar? Nope. Nope? Okay. So anyway, I'm just like, who are these guys? Um, but James <clears throat> said, okay, Linus, you gotta go look at this. They've got an LCD that achieves near perfect black without that halo effect of a full array local dimming backlight. And so what they've done is basically they've got mm -hmm. a normal backlight. Yeah. Full backlight. Then They've taken two LCD modules, and they were very clear uh, that it is two modules, not two panels. Because if you put two panels together, you end up with all kinds of weird artifacting. In fact, I remember using a display that had two LCD panels, one on top of the other one, probably around eight or nine years ago. It was from a company called, um... oh man, <clears throat> what were they called? Uh... Stereo 3D monitor. It was, it, so anyway, wow. the idea was that it was for, um, oh man. Stereo display? I feel like it had like an X in it or something like that. Yeah, it was a stereo display. And so they were polarized uh, vertically and horizontally. Yeah. Um, and then you wore polarized glasses. So it was passive instead of using active shutter glasses like NVIDIA's tech. And it was supposed to be for gaming, but it like, barely worked and that thing looked like garbage when you weren't looking at 3D content. Actually, it kind of looked like garbage when you were looking at 3D content. Anyway, they said that having two panels next to each other would introduce all kinds of visual anomalies and I believe them. But having two modules and sharing some of the components that would make up a full panel assembly between them, things like light filters or polarization mm -hmm. filters, they could work with. 
So what they've done is they've taken a full backlight. We're gonna have a video on this that's quite a bit more detailed as part of our CES coverage that's gonna roll out over the rest of tonight and then I believe tomorrow and then regularly scheduled content is coming back on I believe Sunday. Um, but they've got this light and they've taken a first panel and it's grayscale. So it's black and white. Well, not black and white because that wouldn't work very well, but grayscale. So you actually see an image of the, of the, of like uh, their demo has like a soccer player. Have okay. you seen the demo? No. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, it's in YouTube stories that I did the thing and there's absolutely no way to access stories. I just like, I don't get the whole, like the whole thing, you know how Instagram is like, you can't post from not your phone, or at least for a long time uh, you couldn't. And for a long time you couldn't even like browse it from not your phone, like it would just tell you to load it up in mobile. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I probably wasn't born yet. But I just hate like, <laughs> I just hate like intentionally locking things down. So that's, oh, okay, wow. Yeah, so I can hold this up for you guys. So that's normal multi-zone, and then this is what Hisense is doing. Oh. So you can actually make out, sorry, I can hold it. So the first clip was the LCD regular display? Regular like multi-zone backlighting. Okay, that yeah, was- like local okay, dimming. Changing. Oops, sorry. So that's- That's the first yeah, one. Yeah, that's local dimming. So you see there's not much yeah. granularity to it. And then when we move over to the other side, this is what Hisense is doing. So this is wow. an LCD panel with a backlight behind it that is uh, grayscale. So what happens is you've got bright where there's yeah. where the image is bright, yeah. and then you've got dark where it's dark, but there's still quite a lot of bleed from those yeah. bright areas to the dark areas. Yeah. But get this, in front of that module mm -hmm. is an additional module that is 4K color. So what happens is in those areas, in those halos around yeah. where the first one is letting the light through, you get to apply another darkening layer on it. That second module can go full black as well. Oh. So you, have, you end up you're with an effect. You're blocking those bleeding. You're, you're, you're blocking out the bleeding with an additional layer. So you end up with a multiplier effect. So the way that it stacks together is if you could block out one thousandth, let's say, because that's like a typical contrast, native contrast ratio, at least a couple of years ago. So if you could block one thousandth of the light that comes through, uh, or sorry, 99 thousandths, if it was one thousandth the level, yeah. then instead of it being half of one thousandth for having two, mm. you can block 99 thousandths again. Oh. So you end up with like 0. 0.0003 nits of brightness on the black. Like I took my hands and I, I cupped them on the screen <laughs> and like tried to see the yeah. backlight through it. And it was really impressive, yeah. really cool. And uh, no one else is showing anything like this. And the whole thing is being, in my opinion, grossly underreported. Like I haven't seen any major publications like, like beating the drum about this because yeah. it's really cool. And so there's a cost benefit too, because instead of using expensive OLED panels, yeah. it uses yes. two cheaper LCD modules yeah. to make a single panel. And it's very mature technology. The hard part was the algorithmic splitting of the incoming image into monochrome, or excuse me, grayscale, and full color, yeah. and then recombining it together, but maintaining the color tonality, uh, which, I mean, I've only seen demo content on it so far, but it looked pretty darn good. How so, thick is the display? Ah, uh, you know what? I didn't even think to check. I mean, tell me this. Okay, you've asked me this now twice. Why do you care how thick a TV is? Um, I don't know, like, I, I, cause I don't, I, I, in the living room, you don't want to like, 
a too thick TV. I don't know. For me, like thickness is really important for me. And one one of the reasons like to show off. Like, look at the TV is so thin. <laughs> Why? Who cares? I cares. I cares about the thickness of the TV. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> like. Okay. You don't care about thickness? I mean, it's easy for me to say because I have like a W7 at home yeah, and it's super thin, but like before that, no. My TV at home right now is like this thick. Yeah, it's probably because you didn't steal one from the office yet. Not yet. But yeah, I bought the sec use, use uh, secondhand thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's 55 inch. I think it's LCD as well. I don't remember. It probably it's is. really old. It probably yeah. is. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much it for Wan Show today. We've actually kind of run over time. So thank you, Dennis. Thank you. Dennis ended up lasting a lot longer than I thought. And uh, thanks to you guys for watching. We will see you again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, hold on. Oh, I haven't done any super chats. Um, Mikkel says, hey, Linus. Just want to say your coffee came in yesterday. I might do a video of me drinking it and to let you know how it tastes. Uh, I have to find a small grinder somewhere. Other than that, I managed to get two GTX 1080Ti's for 550 bucks. How's that for a price? That's actually really good. That's awesome. Um, Elliot, any micro-led TVs demoed at CES? Actually, there were micro-led demos, but I didn't end up getting a close look at any of them, so I'll have to get back to you on that one. Uh, Harris says, Linus, you don't understand machine learning. Uh, Azure slash AWS uses tons of data to make predictions. The vendor probably didn't have large data set to train. Right. But how do you make a prediction about um, like the GPU rendering frames in PUBG? I just, I'm, I'm ready to be proven wrong. But they're saying that it's, to, it's power allocation. But the issue that I have with this is that um, a well-designed laptop already, like today, um, doesn't power throttle when gaming. So if we're not throttling, if everything's going full, full chooch, as Jake would say, then um, why do we need AI power distribution and reallocation? So, I mean, hey, uh, I'm ready to be wrong here, but their demo didn't work either. So I also have... The only evidence that I have yet to observe with my own eyes um, backing me up on this, but we shall see. Um, Kyle says, did you get the gift my fiance sent you? She <laughs> thought your sandals needed extra style. You, you got a new one during Christmas. New socks? You, oh, you didn't get a new, new sandal? I'm assuming it's the, um, like the unicorn socks that arrived today. I was kind of wondering what was up with that. <laughs> Um, Robotron says there's no wrong way to eat hot sauce. No, yes, there is. The way to no, eat no. hot sauce was wrong. No, no, you put, you put hot sauce on anything. Um, Aldermere says, just received my first edition LTT cable ties on the East Coast. Woo! Happy to hear that. Oh, yeah, I guess I should probably, uh, should probably, like, pimp the store. Oh! I also want to see the unboxer. Can I see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, here's the boxers. And, uh, oh, yeah, Luke is hiring. So I have uh, a couple of details about that as well. So guys, check out the store. 
It's actually doing really well. Um, I'm kind of impressed. So there's cable ties, there's a couple shirt designs. We're gonna have new shirt designs, uh, hopefully fairly soon. And then the, the stuff that like, the reason we have a full-time person, cause I'm sure anyone looking at sort of like nine months of work and going, okay, so you've got what, like two new shirt designs and like a Velcro tie would probably go, that person really doesn't do a lot, do they? Um, but no, we're actually hard at work on much more custom stuff because honestly, for my own part, I'm really not as into um, the stuff that like anyone can do. Like shirts are great and people love wearing shirts and like, you know, repping us and helping support us and all that stuff. But I want to also do highly customized stuff like what we did with the WAN hoodie, mm -hmm. but like more modern design, obviously. Like we're not just gonna reprint WAN hoodie. Um, and like stuff that's really good. Like this like uses- this box is really a nice material. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're not cheaping out on any oh, aspect yeah. of also, it. Also, this aware this of. shirt I got I got two and it's these really, are really nice, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I, I mean I guess I haven't really talked about this on Wan Show. Um, I'm gonna do Luke's thing first, and then I can kind of talk about why we revamped the um, why we revamped the the merch store. So Luke is hiring. I'm gonna link this in the chat here over on um, YouTube because that's where the vast majority of you are watching. There we go. Oh, we had a big drop off. Oops. Right, wrong keyboard. We had a big drop off when I said the show was over and then now it's like picking up again because people realize that I'm not actually done. Um, so we're hiring, we're searching for a developer that has a strong aptitudes, uh, that has strong aptitudes in Linux, uh, Arhel, experience with orchestration tools like Ansible, Chef, Puppet, Teamform, Ter oh, excuse me, Terraform, sorry, this text is really small. Uh, Terraform, Kubernetes, and has an understanding of virtualization and networking. Uh, I put a link in the video description. Actually, there's a link in the description as well on all platforms, as far as I know. Uh, there's a blurb there. Uh, reposting the infra position and with more. Oh, okay, we're also reposting our infrastructure position uh, with more clarification of what we're looking for. And also just a reminder about the migration. If you are still paying for Floatplane through the LTT forum, that is not gonna be a thing anymore. Check out the sticky on the forum um, for details on how to move over to floatplane.com. We know floatplane.com doesn't really have a homepage. Chill, we're working on it, but the, the payment system works. Um, okay, so now we can go through the merch store. So basically the idea was that we were selling shirts that were like printed to order. Um, so they were like direct-to-garment printing and I just really wasn't happy. People would walk up to me at a show and I would like, part of me was like, I know that they bought this to like support us at least partially, but like I'd look at the quality of the printing on it and I'd be really unhappy because I want everyone who buys stuff from us to feel like they got a, they had a really great experience and I want like anything with our brand on it to be really nice. Mm -hmm. And what kept happening was we would get with merch companies and initially the quality would be great and then it wouldn't yeah. be until, so our samples are all great. And then it wouldn't be until I run into someone at a trade show and it'd be like, okay, it might be a ripoff one. They're actually, you can buy ripoff LTT really? merch. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, um, <laughs> it might be a ripoff, but I know there were at least a couple of them that were real and were just representative of the degrading quality of both. We've seen shirts swapped on us after the fact. Uh, we've seen uh, printing processes swapped on us after the fact. And I just wasn't happy with it. So we've taken complete control back in-house of all of our merch. Yeah. And um, so we're only using American Apparel shirts. 
We're only using a nice high quality printing process. So you can see like this shirt is really vibrant. Yeah. Um, that's, that's all we'll accept now. Um, this is probably not gonna be quite so vibrant because this sample has a white inside, which we realized is probably not a great idea uh, for, for underwear. Uh, so we're gonna do a black inside and then we're gonna do a screen printed thing on it, but we're working on water mm -hmm. bottles. We're working on some really cool custom hoodies. Uh, we did we pulled a couple of the designs uh, in the past and people seemed pretty amped on them. And the boxers. So these, so right, so not cheaping out on materials. <clears throat> these use... Um, this is like for sport, like shoot, exercising. I... No, they yeah. just kind of feel like it because yeah. this material is like super, um, like it's kind of stretchy and it's super soft. I forget what it's called. Uh, Lloyd would be able to tell me, but uh, like, what do you think? I it's really nice. Like, I f I will like this. I think this is like for if you go exercising, it will be you no know, those are like not just like cotton cotton ones. This is more stretchy and more air can go through this. Yeah, I forget. I, th I think I forget what the material is called. There's but no label well, there's here. no tag. It's a sample. Oh. Yeah, this is just like a, a pre-production sample of it. The stitching looks nice, like, yeah. I think this is the third company that we've had samples arrive from, but uh, yeah, we've got a lot more work to do. Oh, Madao, Madao, that's what the material is called. Oh, who's watching? Uh, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we we're we just wanna we wanna like take it up to a completely new level, and the stuff's not gonna be super cheap, and we are still it's gonna take a long time for us to figure out international shipping because we're sort of new at this being an e-tailer mm -hmm. thing. But um, stay tuned, guys, because we've been hard at work on a lot of iterations of things in order to finally reach final product stage, and we want everything that we sell through the store from now on to be really, really good. So that's it, you guys. We will see you again for real this time. Next week, same bad time, same bad channel. They're still watching me. What? <laughs> it's ended. Are you, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. This one's so good. This is so good.